0: Welcome to the 59th episode of Total Pop Mode, your weekly comedy gaming podcast. My name is Will and I also go by Hoodafunk, and I'm joined here by my good friend, co-host and fellow gaming enthusiast, James, aka Mr. Bames.
1: What's going on you giggling gargantuan monsters?
0: Coming up this episode, we've got our weekly regular games catch up, followed by the weekly gaming news where we talk yet more layoffs in the gaming industry. Boo. The latest news on a much-anticipated remake, and this year's rounds of the Golden Joystick Awards.
1: Fantastic.
0: But before we get on with all of that, it's time to lay out the socials. You can, as always, find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts by searching for Total Pod Mode.
1: We also post regular video content of our playthroughs, stream highlights, as well as the podcast on our YouTube channel, Total Pod Mode.
0: You can also find us on X by searching for at Total Pop Mode, or one word.
1: And whilst you're there, you can find me at MrBames, and I'm also on Twitch under twitch.tv forward slash MrBames underscore TPM.
0: And you can find me at whodafunk on X, and I'm also on Twitch under twitch.tv forward slash whodafunk. Okay, man, time for another round of the catch-up. I'll hand this one over to you this week because I'll just go ahead and say that I haven't managed to get very much time uh, into any games outside of the Games Challenge this week for reasons we'll get into a bit
1: later on. Uh, So over to you, buddy. Uh, Fair enough. Well... I sort of continued in the same vein as last week, pretty much. I um, I finished off Lies of P. Oh, congratulations. Thank you very, very much. I did actually start it again, again, because I just didn't feel like I was playing good enough. Optimized enough. enough. Right. No, 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 the build was fine. The build was fine. Um, But I restarted last week, did the build again, and then got back to where I was quite quickly. I sort of rushed it. And just sort of powered through. I used summons and things like that just to get back to where I was. Right. And then right. I, I got further than where I got to, but then I was just getting absolutely schooled and I was like, right, we need to start again. No no summons whatsoever.
0: Time to assume the ultimate form.
1: Exactly. And just let's fucking master this game and try and get it done. So I did. I did actually complete the entire game, all bosses, no summons, which I was very pleased with. GG's. Thank you very much. And I've got to say, it is excellent. It is really, really excellent. I'll get this out of the way now. There's been a lot of opinions online and talk about... This game being a little bit of nonsense in terms of the parry window being too tight too many elite enemies and things like that well why don't you cry
0: about it that just sounds like salty gamers you're used to hearing reviews like that on FromSoft games so yeah it's another dab in, in the plus side for me at least
1: well yeah i mean like everyone's entitled to their opinion obviously but for me that that is just a bit of that i don't want to sit here and say get good because i think that's quite toxic thing to say, but just get good. The parry timing is tight, sure, but it's not unfairly tight. It's just you have to be precise with the timings. And once you get it, you get it. I mean I, I mentioned here I started again to sort of master it. And I had that Sekiro moment where you're struggling, you're struggling and struggling, and then suddenly all clicks into place and you're just like, oh wow, this is fing satisfying now. And then the only other thing I was going to say that sort of... It rubbed me the wrong way a little bit, is people are saying that you can't dodge in this game, you have to parry, and that's just absolute nonsense. You can't dodge everything. It's not a simple case of dodge or parry, like it might be in a Bloodborne.
0: But can you parry everything, like in Sekiro?
1: Yes, but because the parry timing windows are so tight, people are obviously struggling to do that. Yeah, okay. And I think that's where some of this comes from, because i found that with the play styles that you can come up with, with the whole splitting the weapon handles and things like that. You can actually have a technique build like I did, which is not strength build at all, but you can still be wielding a big f*** off weapon because you can use a technique handle with a strength blade and you get the same sort of effect. And some battles you will need to dodge. Some battles you will need to just stand there and absorb damage and then counter hit. And I think that that's an excellent way to add tactics and variation to the fights. I don't see that as a negative, you know?
0: Yeah, you don't want to be using the same tactic all the way through. Uh, it's something that I was probably guilty of doing in Elden Ring when I uh, just had my big heavy attack (laughs) sword that was kind of my focus but it's kind of nice when you have a boss that makes you step outside of that and do something different Yeah, and that's part of the challenge and and yet another positive thing to say about the game.
1: Exactly and I found that you had to do that. There's one boss in particular where dodging is just the way to do it. It just is like that's the most efficient way to do it but then one of the last bosses in the game I found that the only effective way to do it was to block. It just wasn't going to work with dodging because your stamina runs out too quickly even with my beastly stamina bar right right. so and sometimes you have to mix and match and i think that was excellent i can't quite sit here and say that it's a 10 out of 10 game like you did for armored core the other day because there's a little bit of nonsense in there some of it objective some of it subjective the objective stuff is kind of what i sort of mentioned last week where there was that invisible wall stopping me from going through one of the boss's legs yes yeah i also saw an enemy walking across a really thin beam. It saw me on a wider platform and it started sprinting as if it was going to sprint off the beam because it was doing one of its dash attacks and it just invisible, it didn't fall off. It just invisible walled into the edge and and then came and got me. But whereas if I'd done that, I fall off straight away, right? Yeah,
0: so they've got some stuff in terms of the pathing there that they had to, you know, some like uh, behind the scenes wizardry.
1: Yeah. And then there was another thing, similar sort of vein again. I staggered an enemy and did the um, attack. It's called a fatal attack. It's basically a repost, critical attack. And as part of that, the animation knocks the enemy backwards, right? And I was stood right next to the edge of a of a cliff. Yeah, Knocked the enemy off the cliff. I'm thinking, sweet, that's a sick kill. What a badass I am. Awesome. Nice.
0: We've got a badass over here
1: the enemy proceeded to sit full body off the edge, so like floating on air, stood up and walked back on. Right, okay. And and that, imagine that if t- I
0: came up to that when I had the uh, Taurus beast fight. That would have changed things up.
1: Exactly, and uh, and to me that's just quite poor.
0: Yeah, yeah, you would hope for something that built that reaction in so that there was a way to take them off the edges, uh, or trick them off the edges. Exactly. A lot of the time you can use it to cheese things, and I can imagine that's probably why they didn't allow it, yeah. but uh, sometimes I like to err on the edge of giving you that freedom to figure out that cheese if you want to
1: my logic in it is is that if i'm gonna fall off the edge when i do it then they should too if (laughs) if i'm getting invisible walled and i stay off fine you do what you like but because i'm falling off i just think that's a bit harsh
0: i mean there's bosses in elden ring isn't there that do the same thing yeah Uh, i think uh margot when he has his jumping hammer strike thing there's plenty of times when he should have gone off the edge 100 percent hundred percent yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> i'm not
0: trying to sort of detract away from your point i do agree that these are things but uh yeah they're, they're also unfortunately present in uh quite a few other games as well
1: no i agree but with that particular example it's a boss i have a yeah. slightly more leeway when it's a boss these are mobs yeah fair enough like there's yeah. no need for a mob to survive like do you know what i mean it's just silly
0: The benefit of doing it isn't that great.
1: No, exactly. And uh, it just looks weird more than anything else. It's like, okay, you're floating in the air right now.
0: Oh, look, he's flying. (laughs)
1: Like, great. Um, but those are the objective things. And I must say, I did only see those three instances that I've already talked about. I didn't see any other nonsense. Sorry, there is one more objective thing as well. Sometimes the tracking is a little bit Dark Souls 2 How do you mean? So if, if an enemy is locked into an animation to do an attack, right, and I've dodged around the back of them, yeah, I don't think they should swivel on a sixpence and still hit me even when they're locked right, into an animation. Right, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. It yeah, doesn't
1: happen too much, but it does happen enough that I feel I should make the point. doesn't detract from the fun of the game, though right And then the one subjective thing, and this is just me, this doesn't affect my opinion of the game particularly, but in my opinion, there's too many bosses with two health bars in this game. Oh, right, okay. Some of them didn't need a second health bar. Second phase, sure. No problem, absolutely fine. A lot of these bosses didn't need a second health bar, you know? Right. Just my opinion, though. That's just the way I like to play games. Is there a new game plus in this game? There is a new game plus in this game. Oh, okay, cool. Which I have very briefly stuck into. And what have you made of it so far? Uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, it's the same game. Things have gotten more health, basically. The movesets are all the same from what I can see. Um, You start off with all your stuff, you just lose certain collectibles, which are fine. That's sort of standard New Game Plus fare. And I look forward to carrying on with it a bit more when uh, I finish the other thing I've played this week that we'll get onto shortly.
0: From the gameplay that I've seen on YouTube, it definitely looks like uh, the most closest to Souls in terms of refinement and the way that the combat works. Yeah. Uh, in comparison to uh, any of the other sort of Souls like games out there.
1: Yeah, and it's incredibly brutal. I wouldn't say it's as hard as Neo or Neo Two, for example, but it's. Probably one of the most unforgiving of the whole bunch of them. In some of
0: the reviews I've seen, they mentioned that there's a large difficulty spike at certain points in the game as well. And perhaps that's affecting some people's opinion of the game as well, if they're encountering bosses where they suddenly just hit a wall and can't progress on. I I think that maybe that accounts for some of that
1: probably does and uh if you couple that with things like people complaining about the tight parry window the dodging community just wanting to dodge and certain times you're just not going to be able to do it effectively if you add all those things together it's probably why the game is getting a little bit of heat online but all i can say listeners viewers just play it see what you think yourselves i I personally think it's excellent and uh would recommend it to anyone nine and a half out of ten can't give it ten
0: look at you Ah, who's spinning on it this week, man? Spinning on the long, long Pinocchio nose.
1: It was excellent, and uh, I will be playing more of it for sure. And uh, that brings me nicely on to the second thing I played this week, because actually Lies of P have been doing a sort of collab with the second game that I've been playing this week. On the 27th of September, Wolong's second DLC dropped, so I have jumped back in. Um, I made the mistake of jumping right back into it straight after I'd finished of P, so my timings were f***ing all over the place. I had to stop playing that night. It was just like, nah, I can't do it now. But picked it back up, and uh, there's probably going to be the same complaints that there were with DLC 1 in terms of its nine pound fifty so what eleven dollars something like that and really you're getting three main missions and some sub battlefields it's just another sort of addition to the campaign if you like um and the same comment supply that i made last time in terms of because i completed the game and then got all the dlc i'm seeing characters that have died in the main quest come back and stuff so it's a little weird right but if you like woe long it's more woe long and that's not necessarily a bad (laughs) thing yeah I mean,
0: you're in it at this point for the boss battles, really, and the tough mob enemies, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, I'd probably say that's fair. Uh, And just because the fighting is very, very fun when you're just cleaving through all the little mobs. My only sort of major complaint, really, is that, um, because I I have finished the main campaigns and I've done all the subquests bar one. Okay. The final boss of this one uh, is a spam artist, and it's a little bit painful fair enough and also funnily enough just to compound uh, my misery with all the two health bar bosses and Liza P it also has two health bars which i wasn't expecting okay um, okay i have no problem with it because it's the final boss of something and a final boss is allowed right um just a bit spammy didn't give any time like if it knocks you on the floor normally you have a beat to get yourself up yeah, this one that yeah. just starts attacking you again straight away it has a 10 hit combo that it can link with another 10 hit combo if the RNG allows it <laughs> but you know It is beatable. Many people have done it, including me. I got very lucky though, to be fair, incredibly lucky. Um, if my divine beast hadn't recharged just at the right time, I probably would have died. So right. Okay. Okay. But, uh, Other than that, it is more Woe Long, which is only a good thing, but it's not pulling up any trees, it's not, you know, rewriting the storybooks in terms of quality, they are still reusing assets, so Koei Tecmo, a little bit cheeky with how much you're charging for this, but I'm here for it still.
0: Yeah, it sounds like the only way to pick this up and get your value out of it is to go ahead and buy the Season Pass, or whatever the equivalent of that is, because these DLCs don't sound like they justify the individual price.
1: No, not at all, and I think the Season Pass gives you access to the 3 DLC, and I think you can pick up the Season Pass and pass for 20 quid so 22 to 25 dollars and that essentially means you're getting all three dlc for the price of two which still arguably isn't the best deal but it's a much better deal than if you're spending 11 dollars, 10 pound on all of them right sure thing yeah. And again, because I bought the season pass right at the start when I pre-ordered it, I, just, I got that premium edition that had everything. It's not bothering me at all. Because I spent that money months ago, so I'm not really tracking it. <laughs> Long forgotten. Exactly. But yeah, other than that, man, uh, I have not played anything else this week. So uh, there we have it.
0: Okay, man. Well, I think it's about time we took us on to the weekly gaming news. So our first article of the day from Eurogamer. Fortnite maker Epic Games is cutting about 16% of its staff.
1: Oh, not again.
0: Yet, yet more news of staffing cuts amongst the gaming industry. Epic has confirmed reports of widespread layoffs at the company, saying the move will affect around 830 employees, with approximately two-thirds of those job cuts said to be in teams outside of core development. For a while now, Epic CEO Tim Sweeney wrote in an all-staff email, now shared on the company. company's... Company's website, we've been spending way more money than we earn, investing in the next evolution of Epic and growing Fortnite as a metaverse inspired ecosystem for creators. I had long been optimistic that we could power through this transition without layoffs, but in retrospect, I see that this was unrealistic. While Fortnite is starting to grow again, the growth is driven primarily by creator content with significant revenue sharing, and this is a lower margin business than we had when Fortnite Battle Royale took off and began funding our expansion. Success with the creator ecosystem is a great achievement, but it means a major structural change to our economics. Sweeney adds that the company has been making ongoing efforts to reduce costs globally, including moving to net zero hiring and cutting operating spend on things like marketing and events. But it remains far short of financial sustainability. Sweeney insists that doing layoffs now and on this scale will stabilise our finances.
1: Well, no if you get rid of that many people of course it
0: will 16% of staff is a is a huge uh, layoff It's almost a thief.
1: Yeah, and uh, the fact that they're all outside core development makes me think it's all going to be admin staff, office workers, people of that nature, and that just sucks.
0: I imagine so, yeah.
1: Won't be any of the directors, I'm sure.
0: No, no, God forbid. (laughs) Epic insists no more layoffs will occur beyond the 830 announced today, saying that these changes financially stabilise the business.
1: Yeah, I'll believe that when I see it.
0: In light of today's job cuts, Epic says it will prioritise work on the next Fortnite season and Fortnite Chapter 5, as well as... Delmar, Sparks and Juno. Delmar and Juno are rumoured to be the codenames for a Fortnite car racing mode and Fortnite Lego collaboration respectively.
1: A Fortnite car racing mode, eh?
0: Fortnite car. It was always there. You know, they finally plucked it from the sky and
1: decided to hit that cash cow. Epic
0: have got, you know, vehicle physics and stuff down with Rocket League. The worlds are colliding.
1: That's true. Those I mean, Lego collab is, I mean, everyone collabs with Fortnite. That doesn't really surprise me. Could be neat.
0: (laughs) That just sounds like uh, Fortnite and Roblox had a baby. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Yeah. Or I suppose Lego kind of is the the grandfather of Roblox, really, right? I guess. Maybe the great-grandfather at this point, to be honest. (laughs) It's on the same
1: hereditary tree, I'll give you that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this this isn't nice, is it?
0: No, this is horrible news to hear, as always. And it's just in a growing sea of news like this. We covered Embrace the Group, Cutting Volition Games, just a while back a couple of weeks ago on the podcast I believe.
1: Yeah, Ubersoft as well.
0: Yeah absolutely and I've only even today read news that Creative Assembly has confirmed it will making redundancies across the company as well.
1: Particularly concerning for when it's epic because I mean until this news came out I was under the impression that they were as rich as God <laughs> yeah. uh, so this is a bit of a crazy one but then having said that there's other businesses in the world right now that are making like record revenues and are still making cuts shout outs to the WWE who have just cut a bunch of people for seemingly no reason given how rich they are but uh, this isn't a wrestling podcast so we won't get into that shut up
0: <laughs> it's always sad news and i just wonder how much similar news we'll be hearing in the coming months this kind of feels a bit like a tidal wave swooping across the industry everyone's kind of undergoing the collective tightening of the purse strings at this moment
1: i hope that it is sort of just these few companies we've spoken about in a bit of a sort of vacuum from the rest of the industry because if it's going to be an industry-wide thing that makes me concerned that because games are getting more and more expensive to create you know some games have bigger budgets than a lot of movies these days it makes me a little concerned it's going to become untenable so hopefully it is just a vacuum i mean ubisoft that we've mentioned previously they they've been in financial dire straits for quite a while so theirs wasn't surprising fingers crossed that these are all just extenuating circumstances and it's not a wider problem for the industry at large
0: Okay, man, I think it's time we moved on to our second article of the day. From our friends at gameran new KOTOR remake update. Is it good news or bad news for fans?
1: Hopefully good. <laughs> Fingers crossed.
0: <laughs> fans of Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic are beginning to question the future of the much-anticipated projects. There's been very little news about the title since the Knights of the Old Republic remake was announced back in September 2021.
1: Yeah, I think the only thing was there was a rumour that it was going to be canned, wasn't
0: there? Yes, yeah, yeah, Yeah. I think that that's kind of been the, the echoing rumour ever since we haven't heard anything since then
1: the announcement of a modernised remake
0: was initially met with a lot of excitement from fans especially with the involvement of Aspire Media who were, alongside Bioware, the developers of the original game Reports came with claims that the project was on hold and Aspire's parent company, Saber Interactive took over Knights of the Old Republic remake development as of 2022 Since then, Saber Interactive and Embracer Group have been tight-lipped on the status of the game to say the least
1: Yeah, which given the first story we've just covered and the fact that Embracer group had similar issues not too long ago is a little concerning.
0: Yeah, it doesn't point to uh, anything good, does it?
1: No. Keen-eyed fans have
0: noticed that the official 2021 trailer for the much-anticipated Knights of the Old Republic remake has recently gone private on YouTube.
1: Oh, that's damning.
0: Or is it? Aspire hasn't made any official announcement on the matter yet, although people are already beginning to guess at news of a cancellation being on the horizon. However, removing the official trailer from YouTube doesn't necessarily mean the project is getting canned for sure. There are some hopeful fans speculating that a re-reveal may be happening in the near future. The reason for this being that the original trailer only attributed Aspire as the developer, and with the title moving ownership over to Saber Interactive, some think that it may have undergone enough changes to warrant a brand new trailer.
1: Okay, that's actually fair. Yeah, that that could be reasonable. Yeah, okay.
0: That's turned you. I, 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 yeah. I've kind of gone the other way. I still feel like it's clutching at straws, but... Uh... Well,
1: I think I probably am being optimistic, because I would love the. <laughs> I know that I slag off remakes quite a lot, because I, I, I want people to make new games, but I really like KOTOR. You'll, bend,
0: you'll bend the rules yeah. for uh, the, the KOTOR remake, Yeah, I
1: will, yeah.
0: Fallout 3, not quite, but uh, yeah. KOTOR's, yeah.
1: I'm a, I'm a hypocrite. I, I, I can live with that. That's
0: fine. <laughs> remake the games that I want you to remake. Exactly. Gosh. Yeah.
1: <laughs> don't do games that I don't need. Jesus.
0: Yo, uh, like Sega, hit me up with the Earthworm Jim remake, please. You know it's on the cards.
1: I'd be so down for that. That
0: <laughs> thing is such a classic.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, right!
0: So not helping the pessimistic tone for some, it doesn't help that Embracer Group has refused to make any official remarks about the game the past few months. Back in May, during an investor call, Embracer Group CEO Lars Wingefors refused to comment about the Knights of the Old Republic remake when inquired about its current progress. Previously, industry insider Jeff Grubb claimed that the game may never be released. Now it looks like fans might not have to wait longer for an official update, one way or the other. Where do you land on this, James? Do you think that we're going to get a cancellation, or do you think that we're going to just get like a, a minor update and perhaps at most? like a a slightly extended trailer
1: so you see this this news article has taken me on a roller coaster the whole way (laughs) i started off being super negative like oh damn this means it's gonna get canned and then then the next bit i was like okay yeah no that makes sense to me but then that last paragraph there has really dropped me back down again all the way down to reality i feel that the ceo wouldn't have refused to comment at all like, he would have said something.
0: Yeah, you'd know, think he'd have done something a little cheeky, like, yeah, 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 we're on it, we're on it.
1: Exactly, or a little like, oh, wait and sorry, there'll be some news about that coming. But to just <laughs> Imagine
0: so- if he did that, and then the news that it coming was the cancellation. Oh, just yeah. you guys, wait, we got some big news for you. Yeah, exactly. So next week, we're not making it. No, no. <laughs> Projects off. Sorry, people, go home. You're breaking my
1: heart. Fingers crossed we do still get the remake, but hey, if if it doesn't happen, then so be it.
0: Okay man, I think that's enough KOTOR news for one day, it's time to move on to our third and final article of the day, this time from Radar. Voting for the Golden Joystick Awards 2023 is now live. Voting for this year's Golden Joystick Awards has begun, with a raft of nominees across multiple categories now available for people to consider for a vote. We have until October 20th to have our say in hotly contested categories including Best Storytelling, Best Visual Design and Most Wanted game. Baldur's Gate 3 and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom lead the way with four nominations each, while multiple categories reveal intriguing matchups. For example, Street Fighter 6 squares up to Mortal Kombat 1 for Best Multiplayer Game. On October 23rd, the Ultimate Game of the Year award Best Performer and Best Supporting Performer will be revealed, with voting due to go live on the same day before closing on October 27th. The awards ceremony is due to go ahead on November 10th with an in-person event, which is a first since back in 2019. That's cool. First post-pandy event. Exactly, yeah, they're finally coming back.
1: Let's hear about some of these nominations, man. So I just
0: picked a handful of the nominations here and I figured I'd run through them. Uh, So off top, we have Best Storytelling, which I mentioned a little bit earlier, so some interesting nominations for that. Baldur's Gate 3, Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, and Star Wars Jedi Survivor on that list are the ones that I'm familiar with I'd probably have to take a stab and say that the best storytelling is going to be Baldur's Gate 3 because that is kind of a game that is built around storytelling like yeah. it is it's kind of storytelling the game like, like Jedi Survivor I think that uh, just based on my experiences with Jedi Fallen Order I can tell that that would be like a well directed game that has a lot of good scenes in it and things like that so I'm, I'm sure that the storytelling is good in that personally playing through Armored Core 6 there isn't much storytelling but the story that is there is really good and it is told in a in a good way it's just when I consider the other two entries in here which I would suspect might take it it seems to me that it's very likely that would come in third so my one is on Baldur's Gate 3 for this one
1: I think I agree Um, I will say though I'm surprised Starfield's not on there that's
0: an interesting shout yeah did it just come too late in the year or I mean like Baldur's Gate is on there which only came out just before that
1: yeah so that's a bit of a surprising one for me can't argue with it though I I don't know most of the games but I do agree I think Baldur's Gate 3 will take that
0: moving on we have best multiplayer game which is led by Exo Primal, Diablo 4, Street Fighter 6, Remnant 2, Mortal Kombat One and We Were Here Expeditions The Friendship.
1: Fair. I've actually played two of these. <laughs> there you go. So I can have an opinion. Uh Diablo 4's multiplayer. For all the issues that, that game has, it is excellent. So fair play to it. Remnant two. Uh, I didn't actually play multiplayer with anyone. I only played it single player. But if it's anything like Remnant One's multiplayer, that's gonna be fantastic. So
0: Yeah, I mean it's just it's a good game that has multiplayer. Yeah, it's exactly. gonna go down well. Absolutely.
1: Exactly. And then uh, you know, Mortal Kombat One and Street Fighter Six they're fighting games they're always going to be fun
0: yeah absolutely I think that they're going to be clear strong contenders in this category as well yeah. do you have any leaning as to who might snag this though I think personally it's between the two fighters
1: I think Street Fighter 6 will probably take it my personal opinion from what I've played I would give it to Remnant 2 but I think Street Fighter 6 will take it purely because Mortal Kombat switch ports so trash and I think that might right. leave a bad taste in the mouth for some people because I have seen Mortal Kombat 1's gameplay looks amazing on yeah. consoles and PC right <laughs> but uh, Street Fighter 6 I I've only heard good things about.
0: so They seem to take an absolute right return to on course uh, Street yeah. Fighter gameplay when they released six. It was a big relief. Visually, it looks a hell of a lot better than five, and a lot of the gameplay that I've seen looks really fun and really crunchy as well. Although I do suspect that Recency Bias will play a hand in this vote, and I think Mortal Kombat 1 might take it.
1: I guess we will see. But I think we're in agreement it's going to be one of the fighting games.
0: Up in best visual design, we have Baldur's Gate 3, uh, Starfield notably missing from some of the other categories wi fi rush viewfinder lies of p and again street fighter 6
1: based on the ones i've played this is incredibly easy for me lies of p lies of p
0: right comfortably for me for me
1: yeah shout outs to starfield i do like the design in starfield but it is a little bit too bethesda to win this award i think (laughs) Uh, I know what you mean. Yeah. Under
0: certain lights, Starfield looks
1: absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And pretty mind-blowing. But
0: yeah. again, you just have to be conscious of looking a little yeah. bit closer, might uncover something.
1: But Liza P it looks wonderful. So I, for me, it's an easy one. Shout-outs to Baldur's Gate 3-2 as well. That's a very good-looking game.
0: Very good-looking game. It's, it's got a pretty standard, what I would describe as just fantasy aesthetic. Yeah. It's, it's D&D through and through. It does look good. Does it stand up to Starfield or Liza P? Uh, we'll have to see.
1: Do you, do you have a strong opinion either way on that, Kat?
0: i honestly don't i don't think that i've played enough of any of these games to really make an informed opinion i i, I would guess um, and i would probably agree with you that liza p is where it's at based on what i've seen of it we'll go ahead with the next three categories pc game of the year up with Baldur's gate 3 diablo 4 system shock remake dave the diver chia and shadow gambit the cursed crew
1: once again no starfield although i know it's coming later
0: i think boulders gate 3 is probably going to take this one Again, it just seems like a game that was very, very popular. I can imagine a lot of people would get behind that and vote for it. Yeah, I agree. Now we have PlayStation Game of the Year. We have Final Fantasy sixteen, Resident Evil 4, Street Fighter 6 It's got a lot of nominations. Yeah. Humanity, Armored Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, and
1: Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, again, I've not played any of these, but from what I've heard, I, I would imagine it's not going to be Final Fantasy Sixteen. Probably Street Fighter or Resi. yeah. I know that you've spoken very high of Armored Core, but I don't know if it will be above those ones just in terms Popier of the general fives fan base size. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I would say out of this category, just based on my opinion, I think that Armored Core 6 should probably take this. Although I suspect, actually, that Final Fantasy 16 might not do as bad as you'd have thought. I, I think that uh, there's quite a large Sony fan base that uh, would be voting for Final Fantasy 16, might carry it through.
1: Resident Evil 4 is a really fun game for me,
0: but the only one that I can really get behind in. Stand behind in this is Armored Core Six, so I'll go ahead and put my vote there.
1: Fair. Yeah, just because I'm making a choice, I'll say I'll say Street Fighter Six, just because I have to make a choice. <laughs> I, I I've not played any of them, so I don't. You know You want to run in the fire? <laughs> yeah, I'll just because just I haven't played any of them, but yeah we'll go with that
0: next up we have predictably xbox game of the year this time with starfield chance of senna hi-fi rush planet of lana dead space and pentiment
1: yeah and congratulations to starfield for winning that award um i'm sure that it's (laughs) it's just i'm sorry Uh, i I
0: can't (laughs) see the dead space remake is going to take this this kind of feels a little bit like a repetition of xbox still not quite hitting it off the mark with its own exclusive large heavy hitting titles
1: of those lists there i've not played any of them apart from starfield admittedly um, I'd heard that Hi-Fi Rush was okay but yeah I've heard good things yeah but yeah Starfield start for me wins that
0: suppose we better cover the Nintendo game of the year we have well, Pikmin I mean, Four. is
1: there a point is there any point oh no <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey Pikmin 4 has a chance I think does it okay we also have the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom fire emblem engage which has a huge fan base in japan
1: that's fair actually
0: yeah metroid prime remastered octopath traveler 2 and faith Farm.
1: now i will say octopath traveler 2 i believe has got a huge following as well so yeah, shout out to
0: that but i reckon there's some kind of iceberg games here that you or i probably just aren't as aware of yeah. as we should be and uh yeah, there's probably some big reaches in here but i mean go ahead and say it what do you think's gonna take this
1: i mean i'd be staggered if Tears of the Kingdom doesn't win this. Staggers. Yeah, it has to be, you would think. That's in the conversation for Game of the Year, right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's absolutely there. Now, this next category, though, this one's interesting.
0: This category is Most Wanted Game. So this is a pretty wild one. I guess
1: anything could technically
0: appear on this list. Exactly. It does seem to be mostly already confirmed games. Uh, so we have Death Stranding 2, Star Wars Outlaws, Final Fantasy 7, Rebirth, Tekken 8, Vampire the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2, Fable, Frostpunk 2, Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, and Black Myth Wukong. What have you got your eyes on mostly?
1: Of these games that are on the list, Death Stranding 2 intrigues me, Tekken 8 intrigues me. Cannot wait for Death Stranding. A fable intrigues me but the two that i'm most hyped for are black myth wukong which we did mention on a previous episode and vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 for me because i f***ing adored the first one yeah what do i think's gonna win i feel like death stranding 2 is incredibly hyped in general but i don't know if that's just a very niche populace of the fan base who likes death stranding and i don't think there's that much fanfare around the next part of final fantasy 7 remake
0: do you not I'm of the opinion that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth might actually take this one, just because people are so keen for them to finally get to the end of this goddamn series yeah. and finish off that title.
1: It won't be it's finished taken though, will so it? long. It's only part two.
0: Is it only part? Two? But how many parts are they going to be at this stage? They can't have a, a part three that releases that long down the line.
1: I think. It, I think the rumor was three or four.
0: So I think if it's the case that this finishes, which if it's not, then I understand. I think that that would have probably the most anticipation. Behind
1: it. if it finishes the remake i agree i think that that it will probably win but i got a feeling it's part two of three or four
0: right okay yeah okay my personal bias leads me towards death stranding 2 as well as metal gear solid delta uh although i'm doubtful that a remake is going to be most wanted
1: Ah, oh, you say that final fantasy 7 <laughs> that's remaking it
0: it is yeah it's true it is yeah but there was something something huge about Final Fantasy yeah, 7. No, That's right. got like movies about
1: it and stuff. Yeah, I know. It, it's a different animal. I appreciate that. My heart wants it to be Black Myth: Wukong or Vampire the <laughs> <and> Musgrave Bloodlines <laughs> yeah, 2. Yeah, probably deserves it. My head is saying I'm going to go with Death Stranding 2. I just think that Kojima still has that magic about him. I've played Death Stranding 1 now and I can see why people loved it so much. I don't have that much love for it. I f***ing enjoyed playing it when we were playing it. But I don't have the same love for it you do, for example. But, yeah, I, I think I'll go with Death Stranding too.
0: Well, man, we'll have to sit around and wait for a while because we won't find out the answers to this until November 10th. But I'm looking forward to having the reveal and we'll cover that on a podcast coming soon. Okay, man, it's time that we moved on to the... Games A Games Challenge! So James, picking up from where we left off last week with the games challenge, you set me the challenge to complete the first six arena missions in Monster Hunter Rise and achieve a score of s rank in at least three of
1: those missions i did how did you get on
0: so um i'll go ahead and say right ahead that uh this was a very difficult challenge not least because i was sort of uh uh, quite delayed starting it i didn't actually start making some real headway on the challenge until monday of this week because i was away over the weekend When I did come back uh, I only actually had two of the arena quests unlocked so at that point I was kind of operating under the assumption that as I progressed through the arena quests more ones would unlock.
1: A fair assumption.
0: So I began on my merry way with arena quest one and what I will say about these arena quests is that they give you a monster or a number of monsters to fight and you're provided with a set amount of equipment. There's something like five or six different classes to pick between uh, and they have their own unique armor sets and weapons and different attributes that go with them
1: different elements things of that nature
0: exactly that and sometimes it even changes up certain moves that you can do like the switch skills they'll vary between different weapons as well yeah so this was an interesting challenge because it actually got me to step outside my comfort zone of only using the charge blade
1: for the most part which is exactly what i thought of when it was did it because when i first played the arena modes it did that for me and that's actually how i got using some of the weapons that i use to this day so i was hoping that yeah absolutely
0: it was a really really good opportunity and definitely coming out of this i've discovered uh quite a few new weapons that i've really enjoyed using some that i was kind of previously curious about and some that i tried just by virtue of the fact that it was the way that the challenge played out so i definitely got to step outside my comfort zone and use a whole bunch of new weapons that i've been completely neglecting up until this point excellent so that said uh arena challenge one you go ahead and fight a monster that is called a kuluyaku and for this one i took in the switch axe which i believe is a weapon that you actually previously praised on one of the podcasts or
1: at least off the pod for sure yeah it's now my new main because of this arena quest that's one of the ones that I was yeah. There you go. So this weapon is a kind of a combination axe and sword.
0: Interestingly, the large axe attack is actually your faster of the two attacks, and then the weapon slows you down considerably, but therefore deals a bunch more damage when you engage the sword
1: mode. Yeah, and has a pretty much unbreakable combo. So when you're in it, you can't be staggered out of it for the most part. You you can by That's some right. enemies, but for the most part you're kind of stuck, which is great. Yeah,
0: it's very, very powerful. And once you've managed to charge up both the axe and the sword in combination you can then unleash a special attack where you sort of jab the sword into the air and if it makes contact with something you'll kind of then jump onto it plunge your sword deep into it and then you can mash the attack button for additional hits and damage and then it creates like a large explosion which sends you flying and does a bunch of damage to whatever you've managed to plunge the switch axe into yes
1: and with an enemy like the kulu which is a sort of mid-size enemy it's not one of the bigger ones it can just knock them over for ages it's great
0: And this is quite a a weak enemy in comparison to some of the other monsters in this, so you really get a sense of the damage that this thing can do, breaking a bunch of different monster parts the whole way through this fight. I did actually want to give a quick shout-out to the Longsword, because this was actually the weapon that I initially started and wanted to use for this fight. I ended up getting an A-rank at best with the Longsword, just because I felt like its damage output wasn't enough. But it has some really cool techniques where you can sheave the sword and then do an attack out of it which creates a load of damage or one of my preferred abilities was actually the fact you can sheave the sword and if you press a button at the right time you kind of become temporarily invincible you ignore any attack that the enemy does and then you unleash an even more powerful attack so that was really useful as well there's actually like almost a a move that enables you to do a perfect dodge where you come out of completely unscathed
1: that's quite cool i didn't know that there's some really
0: cool tech behind these weapons and and as And as I've said, this challenge really got me to explore some of that. And given the fact that I was trying to S-rank a lot of these challenges as well, that was the requirement that I got at least three of them S-ranked. I was also using quite a few YouTube videos in order to perfect the maximum damage output. A lot of the weapons have a course that you need to follow in order to fully charge them and achieve either an ultimate move or just maximum damage output. So that formed a, a core part of what I was doing was actually going online looking at 20 minute weapon variation videos just to see what was the best thing to use and what were the best sort of moves to use with that weapon
1: yeah get get some strats down have a little play see what you can do best and see what you can execute best and then go get that S rank baby
0: try as I might I couldn't get it with the long sword so I moved over to the switch axe and within a handful of attempts I actually managed to get the S rank for arena 1
1: which for context everyone is uh, kill the Kulu in two and a half minutes
0: yeah so I was very happy with the victory there and infused with that success I moved on to arena rank 2, where this time I was presented with another array of weapons none of which were the switch axe my trusty dual blades or my charge blade, so it was about time for me to get acquainted with the hammer, hammer time! which was another weapon that I've been meaning to try out for quite oh, some time in this game. Well,
1: that surprised me, I, I didn't I didn't see you as a hammer boy in uh, Monster Hunter.
0: It's a technique that I've seen people use online and it just looked really fun, I like the kind of relentless bonking that you <laughs> do with this hammer and then it's also powered up quite a bit with the wire bug attacks that you can do you can do a wire bug attack where you can cast it into the air in front of you and then you'll do like a spinning several hit hammer attack I think it can do oh, about nice. six to seven hits all the way through as you barrel through the air but it's really really good stuff and it can also be paired with another move where you can cast a wire bug directly above you at which point you do a massive damaging slam attack and that is your biggest damage dealer in the game nice the downside to that is is that it's very slow to do it has a lot window of recovery after you've done it and if you try and do it to an enemy that isn't staggered or stunned or knocked over or something like that the chances of you getting knocked out of the air are very high
1: I was going to say presumably if you miss you're f- as well
0: yeah absolutely that that recovery window is pretty big yeah yeah so the hammer is a cool weapon though because you have your regular array of attacks but it has two different stances one of them changes your three-tiered charge move into a kind of whirlwind spinning attack that finishes with a bit of a like a golf swing flourish the other mode ends up in much more slam attacks that are much more useful i found at least and they enable you to kind of retain control over your character rather than being stuck on a bit of a whirlwind path so why would using the strength pose for this quite a bit, and I found that through charging up the hammer, you can still unleash those wirebug attacks charged as well. Okay. So whenever there was a big window, I was doing the fully charged attack, scoring a bunch of hits on an enemy. Nice. And it's very good for breaking monster parts. It was very useful for taking down this Barath, especially when he does that move where he shoves his head into the ground. Oh yeah. That was pretty much my cue to do a fully charged barrel roll attack, so I could travel down his whole body, breaking it really really effective and that'll be
1: really handy as well because uh, the baroth sort of uh, covers itself in mud doesn't it and that gives it a lot more defense so if you've got something that can break stuff super easily because it's really weak underneath that apart from his head
0: and the cool thing about the hammer is pretty much everything bounces when you use the hammer <laughs> yeah. so unlike sharp weapons where it would just be bouncing off and doing no damage the hammer's pretty much constantly doing a decent amount of damage as well
1: yeah there's shouts to blunt weapons they're really handy in situations like heavy armor always use a blunt weapon So this
0: S-rank, as I decided that I was going to try and S-rank as many of these early missions as possible. Wise. It didn't come as easy as I would have hoped, but I did finally manage to get another S-rank using the hammer. And I think in this case, it was killing the Baroth in under four minutes.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. Baroths are a lot, lot, lot more tanky than Akulu, so I can believe that.
0: But with enough tries I was eventually able to persevere and I finally got that second S rank. So 2 for 2. 2 for 2 on the S ranks. I was very happy with that and at this point for me I was convinced that the main difficulty in this challenge was going to be getting those S ranks. But with 2 out of 3 already in the bag I was feeling pretty good about myself.
1: Yes and at this point I'd like to say that uh, that's uh, making me a bit worried because I agree. My, my thought was the difficulty of the challenge was going to be getting the S ranks. I have every confidence in you beating all of the arenas so two for two fair play man let me tell you that this was after a
0: lot of attempts of watching optimized youtube videos where someone kind of laid the groundwork for me and then i just sat about optimizing that run so getting those first two s ranks certainly wasn't easy but as i said i thought that was going to be the biggest challenge in it this is where the real challenge came in because with arena (laughs) 2 completed and s ranked where was arena rank challenge 3
1: well presumably it was sitting there because you must have been hunter rank 3 will
0: well no i wish i could say that but actually the way that arena challenges work in this game is that they actually progress as you unlock more and more of your hub quests So in order to unlock Arena rank 3, you actually need to complete a mission which is in the 5-star hub quest category. At that current point in the game, I was only in the 3-star hub quest category, so I had quite a bit of work to do in order to just get to the 5-star. Given that each of the star tiers, you need to complete about 5 missions before you can progress to the next one, and that's only after you've completed an in-between challenge where you have to do an urgent quest, which is either take on a very difficult monster or have a bit of like a tower defense game whilst multiple monsters attack you
1: oh yeah the um rampage Rampage, thank you yeah so
0: being level three uh i think i had to do like a good maybe 10 missions or something like that to get to level five no biggie and i finally unlocked arena rank three but at that point i got thinking hang on a second that took me quite a bit of time to unlock arena rank three that's only halfway through this challenge. I need to unlock six arenas. So at that point, I went on the internet and I had a little look up just to see what missions I needed to unlock. And I discovered that Arena Four required me to do a six-star quest amongst other missions. Arena Five required me to do a seven-star hub quest. Arena Rank Six required me to do a seven-star hub quest and another seven-star sub quest, which is only available once you've beaten the game through the hub quest options as well. So all in all. Just to complete and unlock all of the arenas, I needed to do something like 26 separate missions.
1: Ooh, oh dear. Now, Huge. I, I, now I, at this point, have to hold my hands up and apologise to Will here because I didn't know that that was a thing. I thought that you got all the hunter ranks and the arena stuff just from completing the main game, which, as I said in last week's episode, Will confirmed he did. So I am really sorry about that. That is completely on me that you had to do all that extra work
0: it was insane and completely unanticipated i definitely didn't expect it and i was saying to myself as i was doing it there is no way james factored this in, no in no of... i must have read it wrong because <laughs> I,
1: I i read that it was you have to do like some seven star quests to unlock the um punter rank seven for the arena rank six but i assumed that was like because on, on my game i'm hunter rank six and i've got to the same point as you
0: yes yeah so those are village quests not hub yeah. quests and that's the thing two separate and things. i think
1: i even said on last week's episode you need to, you'll be there or thereabouts because you finish the game and so that is a complete mistake on my part and uh you haven't told us the result of the challenge yet but if you have failed i take some of the blame for that that so apologies <laughs> for that but we'll get to that
0: it was rough man so this was pretty much from wednesday onwards because monday tuesday it pretty much took me to get s rank in those first two quests from wednesday onwards i set about pretty much all of my time that i wasn't spent either working or sleeping into monster hunter and i went from arena rank three all the way up to arena rank eight eventually Ooh. during that time i i felt like i defeated pretty much every enemy in the game again, <laughs> including an enemies including a couple of enemies actually that i don't think i'd ever fought before one of them that i particularly like to know is wind serpent Abushi, which i actually think is the, the the proper final boss of the game past magnum alos because you yeah. see the credits roll and you fight magnum Allos, but wind serpent Abushi comes out later down the line yeah there might be one and... other
1: one as well i think oh, really? maybe okay. but yeah Yeah, I'm aware that Wind uh, Wind Serpent Ibushi is like a big, big, big bad boy at the end.
0: So this is kind of like a sort of like floating, crazy dragon type thing that you initially have to fight during a rampage quest and you also then have to fight again right at the end of the game. Quick shout outs because it was a really fun boss fight. He actually has large chunks of the ground that levitate out. And you can use those to run around him, mantle him. Occasionally, they'll have things like ballistas or cannons on them that you can use to shoot him. Oh, that's cool. Playing with four people in that fight was really good. Having him floating around the arena, shooting attacks, platforming with the wire bugs as well. I think that it all worked really,
1: really well. Very fun boss fight. Yeah, showing off some of the mechanics that Rise did better than World there. Because those wire bug things are just f***ing great just to zip around well shout outs to you then because that's uh, you've completed the game again basically as well so it was huge i yeah. actually
0: didn't get done completing the game until like maybe about one o'clock in the morning last night Oh, damn. Um, oh So damn. this is like thursday night one o'clock in the morning i yeah. finally beat abushi so at that point i had finally unlocked the remaining four arena quests that i needed to actually complete this challenge <laughs> But let me say that that took me hours upon hours. As you know, a lot of yeah. these hunts, they kind of go on for about 20, 30, at most, about 45 minutes before they time out. I think 50 minutes is the timeout. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, a lot of these attempts weren't successful attempts. You know, there were attempts where I'm chasing down a basil geese that keeps oh, on geez. flying away, and I chase it for 30, 45 minutes before I finally hit my third cart and get sent back to the village. <laughs> yeah. So there was a lot of hard work. Uh, shout outs to a couple players. I did take this on. Online at this point uh, oh yeah get f- f- some of of course, <laughs> if, if you hadn't
1: done i would be like will why didn't you take this online
0: shout outs to uh brunhilde and uh cerberus they helped me through many a mission
1: yeah shout outs guys ends. apologies <laughs> that you had to help will that's totally my fault i'm really sorry dude i didn't know that it was gonna be that much work
0: that's on me oh, that's on apology me. apology accepted man it was a big one
1: i still love you
0: so after finally unrocking those quests, it's time to move on to Arena Quest three. Uh, this time, thankfully, thank God god they still had a hammer for this mission
1: Is the hammer like your new main weapon at this point can i just ask
0: pretty much yeah the hammer is kind of my new main weapon now uh we'll get into some potentials a bit later on but yeah,
1: yeah i'm loving the hammer at this oh, point Oh, nice well yeah that's a silver lining i'm taking it
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh this mission involves you hunting down two monsters this time a royal ludroff and a naga cougar so a royal ludroff is kind of like uh like a large green lizard with a big yellow bloom that looks a bit like a lion's Main around its neck
1: yeah Phil puffs out doesn't it? it looks like a dandelion when it's all puffed
0: yeah it kind of massively inflates fairly easy to defeat enemy uh particularly with the hammer this one avoiding attacks wasn't too bad with it I got this one down pretty quickly and moved on to the Naga Cougar which was a much more difficult to fight against boss it seems a lot more lethal has a lot quicker attacks the Naga Cougar kind of looks like a cross between a dragon and a panther It's like a large black furry beast that has a spiked tail and it can actually shoot thorns off of its tail at you as well. It's got quite a few large tail sweeping attacks for you to avoid and it charges around quite a bit. It can also kind of not quite fly, but it can kind of hover around and do various attacks through the sky as well.
1: Can I just ask quickly for the listeners benefits, um, was this fighting them both at the same time? Was it one after the other?
0: So instead of putting you in an arena, this one actually puts you in one of the levels and you just have to get between them at the same time. So there isn't really an opportunity for you to kind of fight one and then get it to fight the other and have them crashing into each other.
1: Yeah, that was where I was going with it.
0: It would have been a much easier quest if that was possible. Um, However, I wasn't able to make that happen, which did result in me having to kind of take on each one of them independently. What I will say about that is given that this was Arena Quest free and I thought it can only get harder from here for quite some time I actually did try to get the S rank on this oh, mission yeah. instead and the requirement for getting an S rank on this mission was to kill both of them in 6 minutes so Ooh, 3 minutes apiece. That's tough. Really it was going to take me about 2 minutes to kill the lizard so I had about 4 to kill the Naga Cougar however you know you probably got to give away a minute there for travelling exactly, in between yeah. them as well. Even on a Palamute. And you don't get to use your Palamutes in the Arena missions it's Wirebugs bugs only.
1: Even when it's in not in the arena arena yes
0: absolutely yeah yeah brutal so i did try for quite some time to get the S rank on this i was finding the the fight with the naga cougar was very difficult i decided to target him first and i worked out a pretty much pristine route to get right to the naga cougar i could unleash my maximum ultimate ability before it was even aware of me nice but that fight took quite some time and the route to get back to the royal Ludroth then became much more complicated because it kind of depends where your fight was. Of the naga cougar ended yeah so that was the the kind of sticking point for me there and try as i might i couldn't get the s rank on that damn I was a little bit worried at that point because I was thinking, well, if there's two enemies on this challenge, I don't even really know what's coming later down the line. Am I going to have to fight more than two enemies next?
1: No. So my understanding is, is that only there was only one other double fight; the rest were single, I believe. So, there's actually, or is there a triple one? The, it's, a triple. it's
0: two. It's two more singles and a triple. Oh, but we'll get to those yeah. uh, a bit later on. So defeated, and with only an A rank in my back pocket, it's time to move on to Arena Rank Four. Yeah, an A
1: rank's still pretty good, by the
0: way. I was I was happy with the A rank, but I was I was pressing for that S yeah, rank yeah, yeah. and I think the A rank was like 10 minutes the S rank was 6 so quite a big window there
1: yeah but 2 two monsters in 10 minutes still very good going mate
0: those videos that I watched where I was optimising my playthroughs and trying to figure out how to do the fights semi-perfectly yeah. really really paid
1: off there uh, you've still got to do it though, mate. So fair play to you.
0: So we'll move on to Arena 4. This time we're fighting a off, which is kind of like a white Arctic version of the Nagakugo, the kind of panther dragon thing. It's got some large gusty whirlwind attacks that it slams into the ground. It's an AOE. And if you get caught up in it, you'll get sent flying.
1: Yeah, and it just jumps away from you all the time, doesn't it? If I remember correctly, just f- gets out of range so easily
0: it does and it has a longer tail than the naga cougar which it really uses to good effect as well so this was a very difficult one but thankfully i was armed with the charge blade this time i finally got a weapon that i was familiar with so without too much difficulty i managed to close this one on an a rank after a couple attempts yeah Uh, i think I, i got knocked very close when he was injured the first attempt second attempt i think i was probably on on track to get an a rank the first time a ranks are pretty easy to get in this game if you know what you're doing with the weapons and you know what their biggest damage output moves are but s rank kind of feels like a whole nother level when you do an s rank in these things you need to have a completely optimized run through of these things you need to absolutely perfectly land every hit in some instances to get a stagger to be able to open up and do a charge move early on and get these moments where you can just inflict massive amounts of damage really early on and if you're unable to do that you might as well just abandon the quest there and go back to it because if you've missed that window to deal hundreds of damage Image, there's no way you can make that time up later on in the fight.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly why I didn't say get an S-rank on all of them, because...
0: Yes, oh my god, this would have been... Yeah, an S-rank on all of them would have been uh, completely impossible, <laughs> Yeah, given the rest of the shit. That's challenge.
1: exactly why I didn't do that. I almost made it two, to be honest with you, rather than three. <laughs> Which I'm glad I didn't, because you did that straight away, but well
0: honestly with the week i've had yeah. to get to that it feels like a challenge in and of itself like it's, i feel like i've done two challenges this week yeah
1: i feel like you're a winner regardless like even i don't know how you've done yet but i feel like you've you've done incredibly well you won't get a point if you haven't done it of course but you, you're, you're a winner in my book for what little that means
0: so moving on we have arena number five uh this time actually fighting the rajang so this is kind of like a large... It looks like a like a gorilla-shaped thing with goat's horns on either side of his head, like a demon gorilla. Yeah. Like a cross between a demon-goat gorilla, I guess. That's what I'm going with anyway. It's a, a very fast-moving boss. It gets enraged very quickly. It has a couple different stages where it pumps itself up and unlocks extensions to its already existing moveset. It has a lot of double-fist slams hopping around the arena. All in all, like a very shifty, difficult-to-deal-with boss. So this one, I actually, after quite a few attempts, because this was an enemy that I wasn't familiar with and I had actually been forced to go back and do quite a few hub quests after this point to get this far. This was a a fairly new enemy to me that I hadn't fought solo before, so I found this one quite difficult. I finally managed to get away with a B rank with the Dual Blades.
1: That's fair play, dude. Dual Blades are um, not the highest damage output, but incredibly quick combos. But are they actually good at breaking and things like that? Because I would imagine they're not.
0: Not particularly, but out of this set I wasn't familiar with any of the weapons available for this. I think there was the great sword, the long sword, but I didn't trust myself given that I wasn't able to beat an S rank uh, arena 1. Yeah. I didn't trust myself to do it with a long sword, so I gave that one away. That's fair. I think they also have the lance and the shield weapon.
1: Oh, yeah, they're very, they're incredibly f***ing technical to use. Like the lance is really good if you know what you're doing, but it's incredibly hard to use, I think.
0: And then the f- Final weapon uh, that I had never even touched before uh, was the heavy bow gun. I'd never used any ranged weapons in this game whatsoever. Uh, So at that point, I parked it and kind of dragged myself through that with a B-rank dual blade run through. Uh, At that point, I was really getting quite worried because we were getting quite late into the day. We only had one arena to go, uh, which was actually the toughest arena. This was arena 06 that required me to kill a Bazarios, which is like a large, slow-moving, rock-like creature. A Volvedon, which is kind of like an armadillo-style dragon that rolls around like a beach ball. And a basil geese, (sighs) which is an extremely flighty and very, very tanky enemy that peppers the ground with various spines that explode like little lava droplets. Yeah.
1: And some of them are on a delay as well. So you think that you've rolled away and gotten safe and then suddenly you're dead.
0: And let me tell you, all of these enemies really like to frequently hit their kind of rage aggro mode. The Basil Geese particularly the worst of the three and the fact that he likes to fly away and make you chase him for a lot of the fight as well made this one really tough as well yeah the basil
1: geese is like hella 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 aggressive like couple that with the f***ing on bouncing around that's horrible
0: it's super aggressive until it's not and then it yeah. just kind of take flight halfway through the fight just as you're about to unleash your like major power move yeah exactly however thankfully uh i was blessed with another opportunity to use the charge blade in this fight nice. and i'd already already decided that this was very unlikely to be an S rankable one and given my performance on the Rajang I was kind of quite happy to settle for a C rank at this point for this trio yeah. so that's pretty much exactly what I did and I ended up with a B rank uh, which is to beat it in under 50 minutes so actually B rank is the is the lowest rank that you can achieve on this. It took me something like 45 minutes odd to yeah. actually kill three of these. I super took my time with them. They're very tanky. You've only got 10 small healing potions to carry you through the whole mission yeah. so you can't be taking loads and loads of hits.
1: Yeah and a Basil so will make you use all of them on its own <laughs> yeah but- exactly
0: yeah so that one I, I settled for the b but at that point I'd completed all six of the challenges and I had two S ranks. I still needed my third S rank.
1: So off the bat at this point, I'll just say very, very well done. Given all the timing <laughs> constraints you had, getting all six done, having had to grind out all the missions as well. That in itself, very well done.
0: Yeah, This was an incredibly long challenge. Yeah. and Like I did have a lot of uh, good times in it. The The whole length of grinding everything out was good. The stressful, difficult times were getting these S ranks. Particularly this final one. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you now James. I did manage to complete the challenge this week (laughs) But if it wasn't for a hell of a lot of struggling and strife I'll tell you what. My God, this was a difficult challenge. If
1: we were the sort of podcast that gave double points, I, I would <laughs> con- strongly consider giving you double points for that.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm quite happy to move for a double points clause right nah, here. And we now. Nah, nah, we ain't doing that. We're going to muddy the waters.
1: But fair play to you, man. Tell us about this last S-rank, man. Which ones did you end up going for? Presumably the Rajang so, or whatever.
0: It was the Rajang yeah. uh, because I was actually finding the Barry off quite difficult. Yeah. Uh, the Rajang I'd obviously struggled with quite a bit as well. However, that was just using the dual blades and I figured there has to be a better way of doing this. I looked through, I did think about the Greatsword initially, but I had a quick look on YouTube. I managed to find a run where someone had beaten this challenge, got an S-rank in it using the Heavy bow gun,
1: and I was intrigued. Wow, what? <laughs> For context, the bow guns are incredibly good support weapons when you're in a party. I used to use the light bow gun when we and Will played together in Monster Hunter World, but solo, they're not brilliant. They're not quick, in my experience at least.
0: They're not quick at all, no. But what I will say is this run took me pretty much the entirety of a day to achieve because it required a pretty much perfect performance on my end as well as a certain healthy amount of sprinkled rng in terms of that rajang needed to do very specific attacks that i could counter in order to maximize my damage output one of those things being his hyper beam move that he does where he shoots a massive hyper beam that shoots across the arena with the heavy bow gun it has a wire bug ability that actually takes up two wire bugs in order to perform so you do need to be quite careful with not wasting wire bugs in order to move around you have to accept the fact that you're going to be very slow during this Fight, and you're only going to be able to dodge without the assistance of the wire bugs but you are able to charge a shield with your gun that enables you to suck up all the power of the hyper beam your gun then begins to make a charging up noise and if it gets to its absolute apex it fires off a shot which deals about 300 damage now just for context each of my hits at best were dealing about 30 damage yeah. but we're probably averaging about 20 using the rifle so reflecting those hyper beam attacks were near essential the way that you actually need to play this fight is as follows you walk into the arena, you zip line down below, and then you stay just far enough out of his roar radius so that when he does roar, you don't get knocked out of whatever attack you're about to do. You need to hit it in the face with as many sticky explosive rounds as possible so that you knock it onto the floor, at which point you can switch over to your slashing rounds and you just need to shoot it in the head as much as possible until you've managed to do that hopefully by that point with enough slash rounds even after it's recovered it's going to take a few more slash rounds to the head in order to break its first horn at that point it's going to go into its first level of rage mode you then need to counteract those moves deal with the extended moveset that he has and pray that he hits a couple more of those charged hyper beam shots if you get one to two more of those and hit him with your fully charged shot he'll then get knocked to the floor and it will enable you to use your wire bugs to mount him at that point you need to get three per perfect wall slams so you need to slam into each of the three towers in the arena or the (laughs) arena walls you can then jump off of him and lay some more attacks into him while he's stunned and at this point you're probably getting low on your slash ammo oh yeah so it's time to move over to your upgraded normal ammo which does about 40 per hit to the head, provided you're within about 10 meters of yeah. him at all times. These guns are radius specific, so if you move far enough out, you'll start to get rebounds and very tiny damage compared yeah. to what you get if you're standing close to them.
1: And it happens within a couple of pixels. It's, it's crazy. I remember that from using the LiPo gun in World. So at that point,
0: one of the harder bits of the challenge, the challenge that you need to do perfectly, is kind of over at that point. You've done this massive stagger window of coming in, stunning, breaking, riding, crashing, breaking again. Are that point as long as you've done everything perfectly you're on to a good run it is possible to s rank it at that point just just those small things
1: that's just the start there's more that doesn't kill it
0: (laughs) well at that point you're on your normal ammo he's probably got his head broken and at this point it really does need to be broken so that you're dealing additional critical damage every time you shoot it with your normal ammo at that point it just becomes a game of dodging all of his attacks shooting him in the head consistently not running out of normal ammo because if you run out of that upgraded normal ammo runs kind of over you're not going to be able to s rank it yeah you
1: can melee with the guns but it's slow
0: no I, at no point do you melee with that gun in this run unless you knock him over and you can do the wire bug riding at that point in an optimal run you punch him in the head because it does 80 damage as opposed to like yeah, the yeah. 30 or whatever you get um and believe me i was going for absolute optimum damage in this after eventually doing all of that hopefully that head is completely broken you do a bunch more damage you'll probably get one more knock while he's on the ground and you just keep praying that he does his hyperbeam attack and you eventually eventually do it that was so goddamn hard it took me so long to do there may have been a weapon i could have used to better effect but that one seemed to be the kind of the best test in terms of getting things perfectly down it was such a challenge to do i jumped out of my chair when i did it because i've been trying it for hours and hours I even got Liam involved briefly I got like (laughs) Liam to come in because I heard that the uh, arena health doesn't change based on if you have a buddy in or not okay it actually turns out that I had to do this solo and the reason for that being that any attacks that weren't coming my way were attacks that I couldn't deflect to deal my massive damage output so doing it with two people was actually harder than doing this solo but you had to have a completely perfect run Yeah. and when I mean completely perfect all of that stuff needed to happen to get an S rank otherwise i don't think it's possible and
1: presumably if you miss a single headshot you start again if you
0: miss a single headshot or if you just happen to be out of range for that headshot and it deals 20 damage instead of 300 you might as well just abandon the quest and start again if you need to stop to heal yourself Cancel the quest. Wow. I think I probably got hit in my perfect run. I didn't heal myself once and I still had a third of my health bar left. So I think I probably only got hit a maximum of maybe two or three times. I was going to say
1: that's probably, yeah, one or two hits I'd have said. I've never had
0: a more perfect monster to run ever there you go but goddamn, i can't tell you how much patience and
1: time and practice that took
0: super super proud of myself for doing it that's probably the best thing i'll ever do in
1: monster Hunter. (laughs) i'm proud Um, of you for doing it as well given all of the other you had to deal with as part of this no more monster hunter challenges for a while please (laughs) oh well no you're only going to get the one but (laughs) fair play to you man i don't feel quite as bad now that you've succeeded because uh i mean like i still feel bad don't get me wrong i've already apologized this will be the last apology but i am sorry you (laughs) had to go through all of that that, I, that's completely my fault I didn't do enough research clearly but mate I was so determined to come away
0: with the point this time yeah. I, this year I'm really switched on for this game challenge I really want that dub at the end of the year yeah, yeah no
1: one likes being if a loser if this didn't no one likes being a loser
0: <laughs> mate I can't wait I can't wait to stop the gloating as well I think that's probably the biggest thing next year it's going to be a good year for me
1: you say that now still some <laughs> weeks to go my friend but no but honestly mate I, I'm very 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 impressed with that I I didn't doubt you'd do it, because I wouldn't have set the challenge if I thought you couldn't do it. But given all the extra shit you had to deal with, and then to f***ing do the flex of using the f***ing bowgun. I'm an overachiever. Like, you say greatsword was part of that, that's what I'd have been using.
0: Okay, man, I think that we're kind of rounding out my story of the game challenge this week. I think it's time that uh, I got round to telling you what I've got in store for you this
1: week. Yeah, please do. I need to restore my lead.
0: So, James, this week, my challenge to you is... To complete the 2008 Dead Space on hard mode using only your pistol. You also need to complete this without using your telekinesis or stasis abilities. You are however still allowed to use your telekinesis and stasis abilities within puzzles in the game that require you to progress. For obvious reasons.
1: When you say pistol, is that the mining laser? That is the mining laser, Okay, that's fine. (laughs) That's a sick weapon. I don't know what stasis in combat is, because I have only played limited amounts of Dead Space.
0: So stasis is kind of your one and only magical ability in the game, although you do also have telekinesis, yeah, uh, which enables you to slow down enemies. Oh, so fair. you can slow down one or a group of enemies if they fall into your way. It's a bit like a kind of like a mass effect biotic yeah, yeah, ability. It's you shoot a little ball
1: forward and it slows down the enemies. Yeah, fair. so it's basically the mass effect ability because yeah, there is a stasis in that. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very nice.
0: Mastery of the combat is going to be pretty essential for this one. My main rule around using telekinesis or stasis in this game is that if you actually accidentally use it for combat then you need to pause out of the game and click retry from checkpoint at that point in the game that's fair i think that this is a pretty solid challenge this is another one that i practiced myself it was tough it's definitely definitely doable within a week i think the game all in all is probably about 12 to 16 hours as a rough guide
1: i can't complain given what i've just put you through so i'm not gonna (laughs) not gonna say anything so uh (laughs) Very nice, mate. I'll uh, I'll give it my best shot. I need to get my nose back in front uh, after your valiant effort this week. So yeah,
0: <laughs> good luck to you, man. This one is going to be a tough one. I was. I'm ignoring about whether to hold back, but after the week that it's been <laughs> completing this challenge, I thought, yeah, he'll get on, he'll be okay. <laughs> Don't make any mistake. This was one that was planned ahead of time. I think this is actually unquestionably the most difficult challenge that I'm I've sure. set you so far in the round of things. Comfortably. Yeah. However, uh, I think that this one is kind of less of a puzzle and much more of a skill yeah. challenge. The rest of them have been things like treasure hunts and a bit of a puzzle in there and stuff like that. I think that some of the challenges you've set me, like have required either like S ranks or doing something unarmed.
1: Very much skill based, yeah.
0: So, this was one where I wanted to like
1: push the boat
0: out a bit. I think, all right, I'm going to make you sweat this week. Enough with the treasure hunts, enough with the puzzles. It's time for some grueling difficulty.
1: (laughs) No problem, mate. Walk in the park. I've just finished Liza p It's not going to be harder than that.
0: (laughs) Man, I really hope that confidence carries you through the rest of next week.
1: (laughs) That'd be fine. No problem.
0: But with that said, man, I think it's time that we rounded off this episode. You can, as always, find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and pretty much anywhere else you get your podcasts by searching for Total Pop Mode
1: we also post regular video content of our playthroughs stream highlights as well as the podcast on our youtube channel total pod mode you
0: can also find us on x by searching for at total pod mode or one word
1: and whilst you're there you can find me at mr bames and i'm also on twitch under twitch.tv forward slash mr underscore tpm
0: and you can find me at whodafunk on x and i'm also on twitch under twitch.tv forward slash whodafunk just a final last request to our listeners please do follow us on the previous social medias that we just listed drop us a follow drop us a like rate the podcast five stars on your podcast platform of choice it really does make all the difference to us it makes a huge impact in terms of growing the podcast both in terms of reach and in terms of the content that we hope to bring you in the future and uh with all of that said we'll see you next week guys until then goodbye now